Hi and welcome to the Living Deeply Stories podcast. I'm your host, Morel Parker, and today I've got a bit of a different episode for you. It's called How to Be Happy in One Step. There is going to be a story and it does involve travel, but yeah, it's uh, maybe a little more personal development than I have been striving for, but it's what I felt called to share today. And it's something that really changed my life. So I hope it helps you too. So how to be happy in one step. Let me give you a bit of background. So I first learned this when I was 24 and I went to India on a trip with my parents to visit my Nana Hazel who lived in Mumbai, which is where my mum grew up. And before this happened, I've shared in a podcast about episodes one and two I think the breakup that changed my life so this was that time and I had been through that breakup in Perth and then I had gone on this trip and before I left Perth I found this book called Absolute Happiness by Michael Domeco Roland and I started using all the principles, I mean, reading the book and applying the principles and the techniques. And that was all great. Mostly in that book, he talked about, well, how to be happy is to know what you want and to strive for it and to manifest it. And, you know, that is true also. I think it's having hope in the future makes you happy. But how to be really happy in the present is something that I learned when I was in India and also used it later in my life when I was really, really down. So in India, what happened was that I had read the Absolute Happiness book and I'd replied the principles and all these amazing things were happening, manifesting. And so if you're interested, you can go back to episode one and two too hear more about that and I ended up going to the laughters club to try out this because I'd also read this book called holy cow and um, in the book by an Australian journalist she goes around trying all these different cultural practices and religious um, customs in India And so I had opened my mind to what was possible, what I could do there. And I'd gone to this laughters club. And at the laughters club, they told me, I went with my parents and it was fun. And they told me to come back the next day because there was going to be an Australian film crew there. And they were recording an episode or they were making a documentary on happiness. So... I went back the next day and ended up meeting the sound engineer who helped to change my life as well. And again, episodes one and two. And then he was working on the happiness documentary and he told me about how they went to this, to the slums and they interviewed someone, a a man in his little ramshackle house, you know, with no running water and said, asked him if he was happy. And he said, yes, yes, I'm happy. And the the documentary maker was like, 
but how can you be happy? You know, you're living in this place and don't have running water. And he said, well, my children go to school. Some other people, their children cannot go to school. And so I'm happy for that reason. So that is the secret to happiness. Not to look up at what you don't have, not to look at other people who are doing better than you and comparing yourself to them, but to compare yourself to people who don't have as much as you and to see just how lucky you are. This truly is the secret to happiness. I use this later after, as a maybe how many years ago now, five years ago, when I had brain surgery and I was really down afterwards. A few things happened and I just felt so stuck in my life. Like every decision had been a mistake and I didn't know. I didn't have money. I didn't have options you know, to travel, go somewhere, date or do anything really exciting like that. I couldn't escape. All I had to do was just be here now in Perth, this place that I'd been trying to escape my whole life. And what I did then to make myself happy, it was a practice. I would go to the shopping centre with my journal and I would look at people who are worse off than me and I would realise just how lucky I was. Like I could still walk, I had a roof over my head, I wasn't living on the streets. So this is a way to be truly grateful. So sometimes when we're feeling really down, we try to be grateful, you know, so practice gratitude but we just don't feel it. To really feel it, you can compare yourself to even watching the news. That was another thing I practiced at that time. I would watch the news so that I realized that I actually had it really good. And I wouldn't just think it, but I would also write it down to reinforce that in my journal. So thinking it is great, of course, you know, a thought is two synapses wiring and firing together and when you keep on repeating a thought it becomes a belief and you gain evidence for that so you know our brain filters out 95 percent of what we experience in a day because it will just be too overloaded otherwise and how it filters is according to our beliefs so if we want to change how we see the world, how we see ourselves, then we need to change our beliefs. So when we start to look for those good things in our life, the things, the reasons why we are lucky and successful, then we start to see more and more of them. We get more evidence of them and we start to truly believe it because that's it's like how when you... Say you buy a new car or you see a car that you like and then you start seeing that car everywhere when you didn't notice it before. It's the same thing. The brain is filtering out the other 
99% of the cars and seeing, focusing in on that one that you have brought attention to. So what is it? Energy flows where our attention goes and you, so by focusing on why you're lucky and why you're abundant or successful, then your brain starts to see and pick up more and more of these experiences and then it's not even like you're trying you just see the world in that way through your beliefs so that is my message for today if you want to be happy in one step just focus on seeing those who have less than you and that's a way to the one step to being happy, to changing your beliefs, to changing your thought pattern, your neurological programming, so that you start to see more and more evidence of it. The other thing was that in my 20s, I saw a article in the newspaper that was about people who are lucky. And research found that there is actually no difference between lucky and unlucky people except that lucky people believe they're lucky. So they keep on creating that. They keep on, you know, thoughts become things, as they say, and they keep on creating that. And I, I believe this because I experience it, you know. I just have this belief, normally, not when I was down that time, but that things work out for me. And they do, like when I'm traveling or if I want to, I've experienced so many times how I can manifest when I'm traveling and um, or even to go away. And so I keep, I know that I can, if I want to go somewhere, I know the things that I have to do, you know, do the research and plan as if I'm going to go and then the money will come in and it will happen. So I know that this is true. If you would like to learn more about my manifesting process, I do have a transformational guide on it. It's really well priced because I wanted to just be able to help anyone that I could if you're going through tough times or not. It's on my website at, in my shop, merylparker.com shop, or you can go to the link in the show notes. And the other thing I wanted to say as well about being happy is feeling our emotions. And, you know, I'm no psychiatrist or doctor, but I, what I think about antidepressants, I know some people might need to take them, but I think most people don't need to take them. Most people can actually change the way their mind thinks by doing these practices. So, the thing that antidepressants does is it dulls your senses and so you're in the middle ground. So you don't feel the extreme highs or the extreme lows. And as I said, I'm sure some people do need to take them really. But for those who don't, or even if you want to practice this as well, is feeling your feelings, feeling your emotions. Because when we can feel our emotions, then we don't have to 
hate them or have sex to cover them up or watch TV or any other kind of addictive, go on social media, whatever it is, whatever the addictive behavior is, drinking or whatever. And you can feel your emotions, you can sit in the tension of your emotions and you're able to feel them and release them. And this is an actual body experience. So just getting in touch with where you feel that emotion in your body and being really present with it. So for example, say if you're feeling nervous and you just say to yourself, okay, I'm feeling nervous, it's in my gut on the right side or wherever it is and I, it's black and gooey or you try to describe it and see whatever comes up for you and just be with that emotion. And then the next thing you do is you go and throw a tantrum. So you go into your room and you hit the pillows, scream or whatever to get that emotion out, like an animal or a, a child who, you know, they, you know, an animal when they have a fight, they'll do this like shaking thing afterwards um, to release that energy. So that's the same thing we can do in a controlled way so we don't have all that pent-up energy inside of us, those pent-up emotions, because what happens then is that they come out of you. So the life force is always looking for a way to heal you. Those emotions are like beach balls underwater being held down. And so as soon as it finds is there's some kind of trigger, some kind of thing, um, situation, it will come exploding out of you, erupting, and then you'll feel even worse because this person or it wasn't about them in the first place. It's just this really, these emotions that are inside of you. So we've got to feel those emotions. And this topic is a lot bigger than this blog, this um, podcast, but this is just a way to get started on that. The book, as I said, Absolute Happiness is goes more into this about the emotions being like beach balls underwater. I also recommend Just Lively. She has a podcast and she's doing some free courses called The Living Room at the moment to release. It's called Beanback Release. So you can go and look that up if you want to. And then the other thing I have is when you sign up to my mailing list, you will receive my uh, guide for emotional release. So we'll go through what I've talked about today plus some more. And you can get that at morelparker.com slash emotion or in the show notes the link is as well. So that's what I have to tell you for today on how to be happy. In one step, compare yourself to people worse off than you. And then secondly, to feel your emotions. So I hope you have enjoyed this and it's helped you. Let me know in the comments if you enjoyed it. Are there comments? I don't know if you can leave comments. Um, I would, If you enjoyed it, I would love it if you could leave me a review. And um, it would only take if you just go down into Apple 
below this where this podcast is or wherever you find this podcast you can just leave me a quick review it would take you like a minute and I will thank you so much and so that's all for today my love and I look forward to coming back to you next week and yeah bye for now have a wonderful week with lots of happiness bye